go. Podcast. Podcast. Engage. Start. Activated. First app. First app. Episode one. We're giving this a try. Yeah. We're uh, we're trying this new concept called a podcast. Do you remember our first episode? It was weird. It probably was weird. We did like three tries. Were we really nervous? Were we uh, drunk? Yeah, just we weren't like feeling it for a little while. I feel like how many duos of good friends around the country are doing this? Are doing this right now? To like little to no, but they haven't done as many episodes as us. People give up on like episode two. People always are surprised with us when they're like, "How many episodes have you done?" And we like, say like, we give the number, and they're like, "Huh?" Wait, guess what number it is? I think it's fifty-five now. No, I think it's fifty-four. I think this it's- says episode fifty-four, which would which I'm just re going over. Oh no, but you might be right. We haven't had the Horace Grant episode. You're right. Slash- fifty-three was Hugh Douglas. Yeah, so- Hugh Douglas. So this is the Horace Grant episode, God, yes. and or. Brian Grant from the Heat, the Ronnie Cycli Heat, the Glenn Rice. Heat. Yeah, am I right with that? I don't know. Brian Urlacher. Oh, it is Brian. Ur- Who has a lot of hair now? Have you seen him recently? His hair. A lot of hair. It's like the hair plug situation with him is. When he went to he's the like extreme. Bosley. He's he is Bosley. So he has like long hair. Like it's basically like the quarterback of Clemson. I don't know, but he has like just a straight. <laughs> Like, it's clear he did it, and he was just like, yeah, I owned it. Um, wait, I'm checking Brian Grant. What other 54s are there? Uh, it's great. I feel like it's a pretty common it's linebacker cool. number. Not a common... Um, Find another linebacker, then. Is it? So we'll call. I don't want to call it the Erlacher episode, because I'm really convinced it's Brian Grant. Fuck, he's 44. Dyslexia got me again. We'll call it the Horace Grant episode. Dyslexia doesn't stand. It's, it's not. It's the fine. numbers aren't... Hopefully, my apologies to anyone with dyslexia. Um, this is a good enough podcast. Here, talk about sports, talk about life, um, and some, you know, latent diseases that people have that are actually misattributed by accident. So uh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Uh, first episode as a married man. Hey, can I just say congratulations, man? Thank you. I uh, did the thing a lot of people do. Yeah, so, you do the thing, and then you get congratulated a lot for just standing there. Are you kind of sick of getting congratulated? No, I, I prefer... I think I'll accept the congratulations for exactly one year. Okay. And then exactly in December 15th, 2019, the congratulations can stop. But we're still in the early stage of congratulations. We're still using that shit at restaurants. We're still like, we're newlyweds. And you just put pressure on the waiter or waitress. What kind of pressure is that putting on them? You're like, hey, we just got married. And you give them like a three-second stare. But what is that? Like, what do you expect? Like, better service? They may, like services, they may bring you an extra drink. No, they may not. bring you some dessert. They're not doing any of that we're, shit. We're like one for three so far because we're very nervous when we go about it. So you have gotten a free something out of this. We got a free like little shot of non-alcoholic something. One time, a shot of non-alcoholic. Like, so you got like a shot they of gave, juice. They gave us like yeah, it was like a lavender spritz at Island Creek. It was it was nice, but it wasn't like great. I feel like they were like, oh, this is bullshit again. Someone else claimed they're married. Let's give them that juice. It was fine. But like the first time we did it was the day after we got married, and we didn't directly go on our honeymoon yet. Um, we went to a restaurant for lunch, a nice restaurant, Salty Girl, Newberry Street. Salty Girl? I've been there for lunch, They're near actually. Newberry. It's very good. Um, yeah. and they we have expensive lobster rolls. Yeah, we, we splurged a little. Well, you just got married. We did. And Sarah and I went there like for lunch once, like during work. Mm. And we were like, mm, this is not the right place for this. Yeah, you spent like $75 for lunch. And we really tried to like, oh, let's get like this and that. You can't. It's like, yeah, it's yep. pretty hard. But uh, anyways. We uh, mentioned just got married like two days ago. We're like, cool. Bartender was like, dope. <laughs> I was like, fuck. We didn't, we didn't have enough confidence about it. We, did, we didn't actually seem married. 
Um, and then we tried it again in another restaurant. The person just was, was just didn't know what was <laughs> happening. And then when Maya's parents were, wife's parents were with us, uh, we were at dinner. And they basically one-upped us because they had their 29th wedding anniversary. And mm. it was like, oh, we just got married. And it was like, well, we, we've been married for 29 years. And they were like, well, tie goes to the runner. And they didn't want anything. So, well, How's that a tie? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Honestly, making it as a person who's been married for exactly three weeks, roughly. How do you feel? Like You feel like that's an accomplishment? <laughs> <laughs> Every day, man. Working towards that year. Grind, yeah. Working towards that year. But I feel like, uh, honestly, the people that like lasted, it's improbable to last. My wife shouldn't hear, shouldn't take offense to this. Improbable to be 40 years happily married. You do see these people who are like, you see the people who are, um, they're married. And I'm like, I think they've just like, they're really good at cohabitating. It's a business relationship at that point. And, and then you'll see the couples that they're like, they're married and they're like, like flirting with each other. And I'm like, what the How? fuck is going on I right here? I, I appreciate the option A before option B. Because option B, there's something, there's skeletons in the closet somewhere. You option think- A is realistic. You're like, there's no offense, like. It's not even it's offensive to me. I don't think my wife will stand me in forty years. Let alone like no, fifteen. I think you're like seventeen. She's gonna like start staring at me real hard and like, fuck. He got me. Yeah. And yeah, it's like a long scheme that guys pull on women. So when you see those like weird couples who are like sixty eight years old and they're like still like laughing and like flirting with each other, you think there's something fucked They've up? Killed. They'll kill again. I don't know. They, they embezzle funds. I don't. They, they're doing something wrong. And the bond that like t- keeps them excited is that, like they, they probably commit criminal activity. Together. Is my guess. I'm not saying every one of them, but like 85. This is 90. a very disheartening look on love, but okay. <laughs> three weeks in marriage. No, I think the first like, you know, first 10 to 14 years will be bliss and happy. And like, but then you're like, ah, oh, we got three kids. Fuck. Where's one? I, I see two. Where's the other one? I don't know. That was your job. You didn't pick them up. Well, that was, you're supposed to pick them up. And then it's like, did you get the food from? Did you go to the grocery store? Not yet. Who? Where are people gonna eat? You guys pack his lunch. Sure. Stuff like that's gonna come up. Then they leave you, and then you're just like, wow, we gotta like get to know each other again. And you have no interest in doing that. So that's love, everyone. That's marriage. Wow. <laughs> That was like sad and depressing. Coming from someone who's been married for three weeks, so I really I'm it. loving this right now. This is the best. Like I assume it'll be the best for like 14 years. 14. I think 14 is when, in, then 15 is gonna be a real gut check time, where it's gonna be like, hey, these fucking kids suck. We gotta think about ourselves. Yeah. I'm mainly worried about the future children ruining our lives. Mm. Those, I definitely like. Are think- those couples that are actually happy? Is it because they don't have kids or, like, had one or something? I don't know. Like, it's... There's it's there's some yin and yang to this. It's like, I see it both ways. My thought is kids will ruin... I want kids. Don't get me wrong. But I'm convinced they're going to ruin everything. Like, every little bit of semblance of, like, peace and serenity and well, happiness. They'll definitely ruin have. that. And happiness that we have as a Maybe couple. not happiness, but... Like, they'll bring immediate happiness, but then, like... Then it, when you're, like, four and you're, like, ah kind of all set with this thing. I'm going to be honest. I did not think that this podcast was going to get so depressing. Ah, shortly back to our roots, a- Shortly We talked, we talked about episode one. We talked about... I, I'm just filling back in... It's a callback. Yeah. That's classic podcast stuff right there. Right. Like, you're like you're kind of riding on a high. I'm... I'm, I'm all right. Jokes aside, 
quick marriage summary overall. Unabashed review of my wedding. How was it? I had, it's true, it's cliche, it's annoying to hear, best day of my life. Yeah. By far. I actually don't know what number two was, which is kind of sad. So this, I hope it was the best beating out like a really good day, but I can't think of that really good day beat out. But it's definitely the best day of my life. And then, I think the best moment of the wedding was kind of just like standing back. Like we had our little sweetheart table, which I did not agree with before. But you get to look around the room and you're just like, man, all these people fucking love us. They're here for us. They're smiling at us. Everyone's just looking at us. They're here for us. And that's a dope moment that you'll get to experience soon. Yay! You're next. So don't take my uh, my very positive words about wedding, marriage and wedding life. Can I ask one question, though? Yes. Did you take some time to, to just take it all in? Sean, <laughs> my entire wedding day, I was soaking it in. I didn't talk to my wife once. I spent the entire time soaking it in. I will say, so my, my immediate thoughts on the wedding. One, great wedding. It was really nice. Um, it was just everyone was having a great time. I think everyone just straight up enjoyed themselves. Um, Tough cauliflower I, steak, though. I think if like <laughs> the vegetarian think option, if great. you're, if you're, if the way you're gonna remember like the one negative part of your wedding is yeah, the cauliflower steak wasn't great. Like that's a win. You know what I mean? There like, were some. There were a lot of like like the thing I'll advise you on live on podcast is don't even if you're telling me that literally right now is don't sweat the small stuff that's because all no one I, notices. All I was doing because obviously it would be like bits of like euphoric happiness and it'd be like wait. This small detail is a little askew. Why is that table there? That table's not supposed to be there. And I would be doing this with my wife. I'd be like, hey, don't worry about that. And I then the DJ. Oh, the DJ. The DJ was, you know, he started off weird. And then I, it was fine. I'd give him a B. I'll give him a B. When he started playing, I, I was <laughs> telling you this, the, my favorite part was when he was playing Ignition by R. Kelly. Not remix to Ignition. Ignition. And this is before... <laughs> Keep in mind, this is before Surviving R. Kelly was released. Well, I mean, he's always, listen, R. Kelly's always been problematic, and... We usually let, we let Ignition slide up until the past week. I, which, to which case, Ignition doesn't slide. I realize we're, we're going down another, like... We're not going down a path fully, but I'm just mentioning we brought up Ignition. All right, so let's we talk about this it. for, like, two minutes, and then we'll, we'll go back to the wedding. Okay. People say, oh, you can separate the art to the artist. Do you agree or disagree with that? This this is a special case for me. I was actually thinking about it because I was like, I mean, if the Ignition remix came up on the shuffle or a Chris Brown song came up on the shuffle, I'd be like, ah, it's a good song. I'll listen to it. And, you know, I still think that for the most part with other artists. But after, I only watched the first part of the Surviving R. Kelly thing. Okay. And I was so, this is stuff I knew. I watched the Chappelle skits. I watched all the, read the transcripts. You know, in the 2000s, early 2000s, whatever. And, and then he's had some shit. And then I watched it, like, come out, like, in this day and age. And I'm older, I guess, and smarter. And it, like, it hit a chord. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not listening to any of this anymore. I'm, I can do without, as long as it doesn't support him in any way. It doesn't give him any credibility. It keeps him out of my mind space. I want him out. Because that shit, I don't know. It may be a fact that I'm 31 now. Yeah. That's it. It's an interesting, you know, I was thinking about this actually. And again, we'll go back to your wedding and we'll, we'll keep here. Because this has been popping up in a similar time when Louis C.K. is like going through another round of shit, right? 
And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I used to be a big Louis C.K. fan. We all were. Um, and now I'm like, I can't listen to it. And I think the reason why I'm really big on not listening to Louis C.K. anymore because so many of his jokes at the time were like, ha, ah, ha, ha. And like, now I'm like, whoa. Like, you listen to him again and they're like, fucked up. Those aren't jokes. Right. That's what like, he's doing. Exactly. And so, like, I just can't listen to him anymore. But, like, for example, Remix to Ignition is such a, in theory, a lighthearted song. Like, there's no... Dig like, deep into it. And yeah. See and so that's why I'm like, eh, like, Remix to Ignition will still be a banger. But I can completely understand where people are like, I can't. I but can't like, listen to it. What does he mean by it's the freaking weekend, baby, about to have me some fun? The fuck does great, he mean by that? Great fucking yeah, point. Like, like that. Great fucking point. I'm done. Kaput. Yeah. Needless to say, going back to the wedding... We're done with it then. Uh, and I ask anyone who's listening to think and looking deep into your brain and see if you can remember what the regular ignition sounds like. I like for some reason recognize it. Because the beat's kind of the same. It's it's the same. It end the end of the song of remix is or sorry, ignition is the same as the beginning yeah. of remix to ignition. So your brain immediately jumps to that. Yeah. But like, what DJ in their right mind, in a dance setting, in a wedding reception, plays the original no, remix? No, I know what happened. You said, play this song, Ignition. I put parentheses remix. Yeah, but, like, he was like, okay, Ignition R. Kelly. Boom. But, like, as any DJ in the last no. 15, 20 years... Yeah, that that's the part that blows my mind more. I'm like, how does he not seen, know... You've seen the remix to Ignition played quite a few times. That um, is a very popular But was song. that the most offensive thing he did? I don't know. Was it Jack Jam's Usher? That could have been it. I don't remember he Jack played, Jam's yeah, Usher. He played, yeah, the yeah version, or the version of yeah by Usher, but he played it over a Jack Jam's beat. So it was like, come on and jam, come on and jam. And it was like, yeah, yeah, at the same time. And I like, gave him a stern look. I was like, what the, what the, how'd you find this? I was like, I've never heard this song in my life. And... Uh, props to her. My wife sprinted over and was like, basically said all the things I was thinking. Like, what is this? Like, just play, yeah. Just play the songs we gave you. He was like, true, true. Like, backed up like we were the wrong ones to suggest playing Jack Jams. Yeah, it was the wrong idea. But all a good time was had by all. Then he played um, Closing Time at the end, which was a, a near disaster. Wynn was not happy. But it turned into a good thing. Somehow it was like it a nice really- song. I get it though. Like I think of it's white as hell. It's it's a white as hell song. White as hell. It was like we were mostly like late two thousands, early two thousand tens hip hop. Yep. It did not go with the musical taste of the night. No, it went very. He went rogue for the fifth time probably that night, and went real rogue on probably the most memorable song of the night. And well, when he went rogue, he went to like late nineties white music. At the end of a Which, school dance. It's like, hey, coming from a white person who grew up in the late 90s, <laughs> I'm cool with that. But I could understand. I distinctly remember that being the last song at Clinton High School Dances. Of a lot of Clinton High School Dances. I can completely understand why other people would not be Which, okay with that. I made the concession in Clinton High School. I was like, hey, hey. this is... I'm this is I'm in their turf. <laughs> <laughs> I will abide by the rules. I will... Hey, you know, when they come into my turf, they'll abide by my rules. Like, we'll make it work. And... Speaking of high school dances or middle school dances. Can we talk dances, about those for a minute? Um, why was Stairway to Heaven a thing? No idea. So I, I love Led Zeppelin. Like, I at one point, like, I it really... Was, that was the main song at the end. 
but it didn't make sense for like multiple reasons. One thing, it's like it's like a seven and a half minute song. So long. Long. You're spinning so many times. So many times. And the other thing is, like, it's just awkward because yep. you don't know what to do at the end because nope. it's it starts off it's just kind of a ballad and then, it's and then at the end you're stuck you're just what are you doing because at the end it's like kind of like a rock song and you're not gonna jump up and down no and you've already like you've already committed to slow you've song. committed to the slow song and talk about slow dancing like uh, dancing camp a lot prior to my wedding where it was kind of like all right, what kind of are we gonna sway? Are we circling? And my wife di- like knows how to dance, so she was like, "We're not doing any of that shit." I was like, "I don't really know how to slow dance or do any of that that stuff." And it went back to my like everything in high school, where "Stairway to Heaven" would come on, and I would just grab up one of like the same four girls it felt like for four years. Yep, and <laughs> literally go in a circle. You just go in that slow circle where you're just kind of like stepping left. I was to a right. really bad circler for Did a you while. Go too fast. It just. My, I wasn't going too fast. It was just that, like, for every step, I was circling way too much. Oh, you're, you're like, you're like, you're like for every distance covered. Yeah. For every step I was going, like, let's say like 45 degrees. Oh no. Way too, way too much. So you probably spun like 300 times. Yeah. No, it's problematic. (laughs) Yeah. High school, like I, it made me really think about it, uh, leading up to the wedding, like high school, how weird high school dances were. They were weird. Cause and I get it now, like from a faculty perspective, where they're just like, "This is kind of fucked up." Oh, they must like, just be like, "This is fucked up." Yeah, they just look at you and they're like, "Well, they were just horned up." <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are drunk, like 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 ten percent of the people here are drunk. We it'll be easy to identify after like five minutes, right? And we have to prevent them from like dry humping each other, but we can't touch them because I don't. We don't want to touch them. Like I don't want to get involved, but at the same we time, we have to. Because it could get gas. Stairway to Hell having a thing for other. Was this like a Clinton High School thing? Or was I mean, this like... I only went to one high school. So yeah, I do remember my eighth grade dance, my first dance uh, before going to Clinton. So I have one basically, you know, trial to deal with before Clinton. How completely different was that? The last song was uh, the most intimidating moment of my life. Back that ass up. Because <laughs> back that ass up, like, gives the girls, like, <laughs> 20 seconds to compose themselves and like find a target and these are like eighth grade girls where they're like starting to like hit puberty and starting to feel themselves a little bit and they're if you recall end of middle school girls are kind of bigger than guys right to like, some degree there was there would be these moments where like girls would just be like four inches taller than guys and like stronger i would say yeah i was not a big eighth grader so a girl like found me it was like you dance with me to this i was like oh no like, yanked me. Like, just yoked me up. Like, two inches taller than me. I was like, I guess, guess I'm going to be danced on. And then she put me against the wall. She gave you a wally. A wally. And my frail, like, 5'9", 125-pound body was not ready for that. And she wasn't. She didn't know what she was doing. No. So she was like, girl. She, she just was, thought this was the thing that she was supposed to do. slamming her butt against, which, in theory, to an eighth grade boy, it sounded great, was one of the worst and most harrowing experiences of my life. And this girl just throwing... Her entire body, not her ass. Like, literally just, like, bouncing against me against the wall. Problematic. For three and a half minutes. I got a came. It felt like a football practice. Sounds better than Stairway to Heaven. It, it, it ended quicker. <laughs> it ended halfway quicker. Um, but, yeah, like, that. I think that would have been a little better if both parties knew. Like, if it was, like, senior year and that happened. Senior year, like, at that point, dances were fun because you kind of, like... You had agendas. Yeah, well, it's like, and you, like... 
you knew that it was a little silly. I came up with game plans. Right. You just go out there and have a good time, and, like, no one really cared. I had big-time game plans. All right. Now you just sound creepy. No, I not with... I mean, it was basically... Because like, freshman, sophomore, junior year, I was like, had a lot of time-wasting moments where I'll be like, sitting in the corner, going to the bathroom for this song. Like, man, I don't want to dance to this. Like, uh, and then a girl would dance with me, and then I was like, such a dick. I was like, I don't want to dance with her. And then like two hours be gone. So I, mean, I had a game plan of like, all right, this is what I want to do so I make the most of this experience as opposed to being a dick. Hmm. And, you know, you hang out with your friends. The you spend Sha- a lot of time just like hanging out. The Sean's of the world. And, you know, you, you just hang out. And then you find like, hey, what house are we going to after? And then you casually like drink a bottle of vodka and a container of orange juice. That was that was my that was my go to. That's what you got me into. The hard alcohol that was disgusting. That was not good. Post high school dances with Sean was like, here's a bottle of Barton's like Barton's vodka and then here's some a, Coke. And then or like a, a and then small gonna, bottle of Tropicana. And then I'm gonna empty like part of it out and then I'm gonna put the vodka in. Which the, by the way, like I don't the know why Coke I decided and vodka to, is disgusting. It's it disgusting. Awful. That was my go to. And, like, I thought I was fooling people, but it had this, like, reddish hue to it. Because, like, you're just mixing, like, black and white. Yep. So it's clearly, like, a little lighter. Yeah. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not drinking right now. And everyone's like, Sean, and yes, you, you are. You can easily smell it. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough time. Because I remember I was such, like, it's funny enough how we drink beers during the podcast and take shots of whiskey before the podcast. Where I was, like, very anti-beer and, like, would not touch anything brown liquor. I was like, I'm only drinking vodka. Right. And oh my! God. Put vodka and coke. Yeah, it was terrible. And I remember in the uh, in the ABC house, uh, shout out to Lorenzo, who I know is listening somewhere. He's, he's, he's listening. actually listening. No, he's not. <laughs> um, the one remember hypnotic? Mm. That was a. I remember getting hypnotic. That came um, in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, it was like the turquoise color. Yep, which still exists, by the way. It does. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful looking drink. I remember. We were at a party once in high school, and someone got hypnotic, and it was, like, the coolest thing. Yeah, you're a rapper for seven minutes. Right. So he, in, like, the house kitchen, like, we had a, a basically, like, a house we share with other kids in the program and, like, resident directors. In the refrigerator, there was just, like, this blue-hued Sprite in the back of the fridge. And I'm, like, I remember walking around, I was, like, is anyone going to drink that Sprite? That blue ass sprite in the back. <laughs> it's like, real fucking blue. It's blue as fuck. It, it, what's the what's up, sprite? <laughs> and Lawrence will be like, "Yo, be quiet, man." Like I put hypnotic in that. I'm like, of course you fucking put hypnotic in that. It's blue. No sprite is blue. It looks delicious. I want to drink it. And he's like, Nah, that's, I'm saving that for the weekend. It was like a Monday. He, he just, just left like, it in the fridge. Just left it in the front of the fridge, where like any sprite would be like just taken by someone if it was left there. Like you savage. So. Yeah, those were the good old days, man. Those were, like, pretty weird days. But, like, I remember them fondly because it felt like alcohol was, like, a quest. It was, you know, like, people say, like, oh, what's the worst part about, like, turning 21? And there was, like, a thing of the whole, like... The chase is gone. Yeah, there was a chase. Like, every weekend was like, fuck. We have legit no alcohol. And, like, it it almost made me feel like... this is. I understand why people are addicted to gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Because sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Oh, yeah. Some Friday nights are very... You're playing video games. Some Fridays are just like, I guess we'll just fucking... Watch another movie. Yeah. Fuck. Or... I remember trying to get into parties with, like, one beer on me. They were like, what, you got any alcohol on you at least? You have no girls. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, with three dudes, they'd be like, all right, what do you got to bring? It's like, we have have one can of Bud Light. And they were just like, 
How, how'd you end up with one can of Bud Light? I don't, we, one of us grabbed one can of Bud Light three weeks ago. We thought it'd yeah. be a, we treated like temple guards, <laughs> like the fucking temple tokens, right. as much as in temple. Like, how many beers will it take for us to get in? Like, please go home. Don't come into our apartment. It was very bizarre, like, because people, like, we were lucky enough to have a good time in high school, but like, people yeah. were like, there are plenty of people who were like, fuck high school. I hated high school. I was so excited to fucking graduate and then go to college. I feel bad for them because then they probably got to college and then the freshman year was fucking awful. Horrible. Like, freshman year was way worse, yeah, like, drinking-wise, than senior year of high Freshman year is not, like, it's fine. Like, you meet some great people. Like, you, you meet navigate, lifelong but, friends, like, but... But, like, yeah, you have to go through the bullshit of, like, hey, like... The class of society. Right. I'm just like, oh, you want to come in? How many girls do you got? I'm just like, fuck. The, like, the, I had to, like... The two-to-one girl ratio was right. a tough situation back then. And, like, neither you or I went to these, like, you know, big party schools. At, and yeah. Ma- so it was the fact that that shit was happening at both of our schools means it had to be happening everywhere. If it feels like Penn State. Oh my god, you probably a four to one guy girl right. ratio. Or so, girl guy ratio. Yeah. Damn, I, I'm getting like PTSD from that. Like thinking about like Saturday night and be like, hey, 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 random girl up the hall. I have this party. I got invited to. I know we haven't really talked much, but if you and your friends want to go with. Bring three, all of your friends. Three of my guy friends. I can I bring my friend? Yes, please. Yes, you can bring her. Well, actually, and then one other girl in another room is just like, actually, we're going to this party. Ah, fuck. And then they're like, sorry, we're going to that party. And like, can we go with you? And they're like, no. Uh, yeah, you're, like the class, the way you like a guy, not to complain about being a guy because we should not. But in the college system, it reminded me of Vegas. I know you haven't been to Vegas, right? But the like the value of a guy. Like a regular, not athlete, celebrity guy in Vegas is like lower than subhuman. <laughs> and if you're like, you know, a girl, like you could be like a 42 year old mother, like not even trying to party, and you'll get in the clubs for free. You'll get free drinks. And if you're like a girl, like that's about that life, you, the weekend's paid for. You basically like didn't pay a dollar. And a hmm. guy in that same spot is spending like three grand for what that girl in the similar spot is spending zero dollars on. And it felt like that in college without the money situation. But yeah. Married. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm married, yeah. Yeah, to summarize. College is over. College is over. Um, How were your your holidays? They were... um, Both. All three. Four of them? There were a lot of holidays. Yeah. Hanukkah? You don't celebrate that. I don't celebrate Hanukkah. But it happened. It did. Kwanzaa happened, too. Kwanzaa definitely happened. Multiple holidays happened. Who celebrates Kwanzaa? I'm trying not to, like, make myself sound stupid. Want to know the question I asked myself? Yeah. Who celebrates Kwanzaa? So what? I have no like what family cultural. I no, I wasn't saying like no, I no, no. I, like, I would legit when I was in like elementary school, like asking my parents. I was like, all right, it's clear. Christmas is to everybody. Hanukkah's the, the Jewish people, and the Kwanzaa the black people. No, my mom was like, no. <laughs> actually don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anyone like and i realize what kwanzaa is kwanzaa is the holiday where it's just like all right in school we're going to talk about christmas because a lot of people celebrate christmas and we'll talk about hanukkah because some people celebrate hanukkah and we need another holiday (laughs) to really round this one out and kwanzaa it's I I've never make met a horrible. I've never met a single person who actually is celebrates Kwanzaa it. Is Kwanzaa the Notre Dame football <laughs> of holidays? 
like whereas like Clemson, Alabama are clearly like depending on what year it is, Christmas and Hanukkah. And then you have that third team that's clearly not in the championship race. Like I do kinda wanna look it up now. Kwanzaa's. I, I hope people aren't offended by like what we're talking about right no, now. No, no. But I, like I'm not I'm absolutely not offended. I don't think most like people of color should be offended because maybe it's the way we were taught. I was taught in a predominantly black school and I still don't know what Kwanzaa is. Uh, do you want to read about it? Are you it's on a Wikipedia? celebration held in the United States. What? Predominantly in the United States? That's well, weird. I feel bad now. In other nations of the African um, uh, in last so in African countries in last week. The celebration honors African heritage and African American culture and is observed Uh-oh. from December 26th through January 1st, Uh-oh. culminating in a feast and gift giving. Uh-oh. So it sounds like this is, oh, it was created by, it was created by someone in ni- 1966-67. I thought this was like a oh, real holiday. Fuck. Should I be celebrating Kwanzaa? No, this makes me feel like someone just Made created it, it in the 60s. During the civil rights movement? Like, right. But like... We need our own I thought it. it had like a religious take to it. So did I. And I thought it was like when I heard African and like but then you said African American, I was like, whoop, I'm on the hook. And then you said like We're learning things. Well, all right. Starting next year. You're gonna a, celebrate Kwanzaa? Yeah, Kwanzaa household. Go for it. I mean, it's basically like, let's make this Christmas shit last a little longer. Yeah. I would celebrate it with you. I feel like it'd why be not? weird, you know? No? I mean, all right. Why not? It's inclusive. It sounds like it wasn't inclusive in '67. Well, I mean, <laughs> nothing was inclusive no. then. So, like, we're 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 it's trying to time. break barriers at yeah. this point. So, I'll celebrate Kwanzaa. Should you know? we can start the rebrand? By the time we're like 80 years old, is Kwanzaa gonna be bigger than Christmas? Maybe. If we start the rebrand. Hey, Christmas, but four days longer. Well, I was celebrating Three Kings Day on Sunday. Oh shit, that's here. Yeah. Like that's, this Sunday? No, no, prior Sunday, January <sighs> 6th. Damn. Yeah. It's That's the day when the three kings like meet Jesus for the first time and give him gifts. Damn. I need to get on all these holidays. Yeah, it's, it? it's kind of big in Spain. So So do they not go hard during Christmas? Well, I Are I they think, saved? Do they I you know, I you'd have to ask my mom what it was culturally like, say, when she was growing up. Now Christmas is like the big holiday. Um, and I think still back then it was too, but like you still had Three Kings Day, which was like a big deal. Damn. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. I'm an uncultured swine. Were you ever at my house? I don't think you were. During Three Kings Day? my mom, she would build this gigantic nativity scene. One thing, my mom is not religious at all. I just want to, like, say that, like... But, like, instead of a Christmas tree, you would set up, like, a nativity scene with these, like, little figurines almost. But it wasn't like a... I would have remembered this. It wasn't a, a nativity scene like, oh, there's Jesus and, like... The lambs. And that's it. It was an, an entire fucking town. How long did it take her to build? Oh this? my god! There's there, she had sand, like she like she bought sand. Like I don't even she know where you gets, get sand. Yeah, from. there was like moss that she would use to like create like these rolling hills. How there was like like an art project. Oh, it was fucking gigantic. Like the where in fi- your house was it? It was there. No, but like how much space did it take up? I would say the size of you see the table right there, which yeah. I realize. But great podcast. Um, I'll give an estimate of feet. But like the figurines were like this big, so you could probably fit a good like fifty of them on there. Jesus. And like some of them are just random like people in the town. Some people are like the guards of like the prison. Like, did you were you allowed to weird. play with it? Yeah, I used to as a kid. And then every day you move the three kings 
from so Christmas comes, you put Jesus in the little thing because yeah. he's born, and then every day you move the three kings closer. closer and closer, and then you get to Jesus, and then that's like so it's like it's a very like so wild do you, thing. Do you get anything on Three Kings Day? I used to. Are there gifts? There are gifts. Are they as dope as Christmas? It gifts? was usually like I think what they did is like, all right, we're gonna give Sean this many gifts for Christmas. Let's subtract one of them and give gotcha. that present. I think in the end what? they're still giving me the exact same amount of presents. Let's let's talk presents for a second because, you know, I know the presents that mattered to us back in those days. Yeah, it was NBA Live. It was like in like the Christmas time era. It was definitely NBA Live to some degree. So yeah. Let's say the gift they held back for Three Kings Day was NBA Live. I would be like disappointed because yeah. I'm like that is an entire vacation. That's the Christmas Day game. I remember specifically like playing some bad basketball with NBA Live and the Christmas Day holiday. And then, yeah, I'm trying to think. What was the last time I did that? It wasn't the one I broke it. That was the Carmelo Anthony one, where I snapped the disc in half. Because these things happen. Tony Parker had 19 rebounds in the first half against me in one game. Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Uh, that's why I, I, I pressed the, uh, the button on the PS2 quietly. A little beep. Disc came out. Took it out of its little <laughs> slot. And I, you know, like some people just like slam it or you like get real aggressive. I got it like real fine. Got my fingers like right in the middle. And you just, and just did like it. a little like. Dropped it. And then went in the other room and like made a sandwich. It was like my biggest psychopath moment of all time. <laughs> I was like, well, that could have been, a, it could have killed like a, a person. It could have been anything. So, well, I'll say, um, so you didn't get, you weren't disappointed on Three Kings Day with your gift. No, usually not. Okay. Three, Christmas was always, uh, especially when you got into video games, it was, it was a struggle because we were always like somewhere else. Ah. So I would get the present. Oh. And I wouldn't be able to torture. Play. It would be like four days. So you'd just be staring at... You'd be reading the instruction manual? I've read oh. <laughs> so many instruction manuals. I've done manuals. that before. I've done it before. Where you're just like... I guess I'll just so, read the instruction manual. So amped. And he's like, oh, X is the pass. Dope. It's been cool. X the pass for nine years now. Yeah. But I just wanted to check. Yeah, that was... Uh, I'm trying to think which games like really fucked me up from like, wow, I had to wait like three days for this. Wasn't NBA Live? Eh, NBA Live. I feel like, like that was like the automatic... Like at yeah, least that, that was the automatically the game that you got. And then, uh, what other games? Because I, I was a gamer too. So, when, like, what games were fun? In, like, the, I forget because like when we, were little. when we when we met, it was post N sixty four world. So we were like PS two. Yeah. Life. But were you an N sixty four kid too? Kind of. No, were you? I didn't own one. Oh, you didn't. But like, I played it a lot. Yeah. So my cousin had it. That's how I got good at Super Smash Brothers. But uh, that's another podcast. That's um, fine. But. Yeah, not a big, not big, like, just end straight N64 games, like, for Christmas, but I would, play, like, go to his house the next day and play the games he got for N64, and he'd play the games I got for PlayStation at my house. Got it. Nice little exchange between parents, like, we're not getting both these kids the same, like, two systems. We're gonna get him one, you're gonna get him one. And you'll They'll figure, figure it they'll out. They'll figure it out. We did. Um, I'm trying to think, like, Spiral the Dragon? Mm. That's a dope-ass game. Um, for PlayStation, yeah. Yep. The only, what was your N64? Like, it's a GoldenEye... Banjo Kazooie. Oh my god, I played so much Banjo Kazooie. What was that game about? <laughs> uh, it was a bear with some sort of bird in a, a backpack. Yeah. Well, what was happening? What was the objective? Um, what that was in the do? period of time when every game was ripping <laughs> off um, 
uh, Mario 64. Oh, yeah. Like, literally every single game that I was addicted to was just an offset off that, Did where you-, you, like, collected things to get farther, <laughs> and then you'd go there and keep collecting things. It was sort of an open world, but, like, not really that open. Were you- Did you beat Mario 64 at the... I did. Yeah, that, you were, Yeah, I graduated you- college. This is, like... This just shows how sad and unmotivated I was. <laughs> Because I graduated college, moved to Boston, and instead of like being like, I should search for a job all the time, I would sometimes search for a job and then play Mario 64 and be like, yeah, I'm just going to collect every star, which is yeah, you, fucking hard. You dominated it. Yeah. Didn't you do it? Yeah, I did it. Did you do it with the assistant of the internet? Or you just Definitely did it? did it with the assistant of the internet. I mean, it's hard to do. Yeah, no, it's like almost impossible to do it without the internet because you have to like know... Exactly like, so, the spots to right. go to, and yeah, these are big worlds. But um, I remember you were doing that, and I was like, I "Yo, shouldn't you come get a home, job? Come <laughs> home from work?" And I'd be like, "You just be like, yep, uh, I got star forty-two out of sixty-three. I'm almost there." I'm like, "How's the job search?" Ah, uh, you know. Yeah, I couple, uh, you know, they're not calling. Couple applications here and there. That summer, I beat Red Dead Redemption, and I. Uh, Got every single star in Super Mario 64. I can say this jokingly now because, like, you're doing. Okay. I'm okay now, but but fuck. Like, if you just looked at that person, be like, he's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I mean, what was I? Where was was I? What was I doing? I was at some. I was employed. You guys would all leave at eight. I would be there all day, and come back at like five. And I know, like. All right, like 4.30 would roll around and I'd be like... <laughs> gotta pretend I did I gotta something. Pretend gotta like, take a shower. I had to pretend like I didn't just play Super Mario all day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, at least you you missed like the immediate... Well, it was technically your post... Like you came in post-college and did that. That was because you, you were the year after. But I dealt with... Like I immediately started working like right after college or right after graduation. And I was living with a bunch of guys, all other friends that didn't have jobs yet. And legit everyone in the house. I was living in the Quint. So we're like upwards between like any given night, seven to ten people staying there that night. <laughs> and don't ask me about that. But I would be the only one working out of those seven to ten people. So I'd wake up and I would just see bodies just everywhere sleeping, like people in their room sleep. Just a fucking mess. Sleep. And I'd just be like with my tie on, like my first job. And I was like, <sighs> all right. And then I'd come home, like, you know, like, 5.30 or whatever, 6 o'clock, and I just see them all, like, you know, every now and then it'd be, like, them coming back from playing basketball, like, all sweaty, and be like, man, you just missed a great game, great run. I'm like, oh, I'm not depressed. And then go inside some days, and they'd just be, like, mid-video game session or, like, watching a movie. That's, like, they're just far enough along that I can't jump in. Right. Or, like, they're playing, like, they're just wrapping up video games. And I was just like, this is... It was the opposite, where I felt... Like, this was the worst experience. So, you could be on both sides of the fence and feel At bad. least in those two experiences, your experience, you were actually making money. True. I And, oh, I was tasked with getting, uh, on the way home on Friday, I was like, oh, since you're, you know, Daddy, Daddy Warbucks over here, can you grab two thirties on the way home on Friday? <laughs> right. You are not making very much money. Yeah, I was like, I can grab two thirties, but I'm like, ee. Guys, you want to toss a couple dollars here and there? Sorry, man. Don't have a job. Ah, I'm living. I have like three weeks of dollars left total. Like, Jesus Christ. And no one's hoping. Like, I got a job at a pizza shop for like three days. Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, like one of our good friends, uh, 
Max's younger brother, uh, just had a baby. Shout out to Vona. Welcome to the world. Uh, Congrats, Vona. Uh, so he was just, like there for the summer before going back to college. He was like, I, I want to stay in Boston, but I also like should probably get a job if I'm here all summer. And he got a job at the pizza shop, Bravo's Pizza. And he had the job for like a day. And then he went back in. And they were like, oh, yeah, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> and he was like, well, try my best. <laughs> That's just, it. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work out. You Sometimes, know what I mean? And he, he's now a lawyer. and like, He's fine. Yeah. But I'm like, man, you weren't qualified to be like a behind the desk person at a pizza shop when you were like 17 or something. And, or not 17. You were like 20. So, yeah, it's okay. You, everyone, it worked out for everybody. I'm fine. You're Those, fine. That same group of scumbags. and well, They're all okay. Everyone's doing okay, shockingly. Yeah. Knock on wood. Like, make sure everyone's okay. But, yeah, it was a, it was a nice little twist. But those were the video hmm. games. I'm not excited for Oh, one thing I didn't want to mention on this podcast. Uh, my wife, prior to being my wife, for my birthday, got me a second PlayStation 4 controller. I think I, did I mention this to you? Which, what were you going to do with that? Good question. So I was like... Oh, she's like, oh, in case you want to play games with friends. What friends are coming over to play video games with it's me? Like we've reached the point where yeah, you no don't one, do that Yeah, anymore. I haven't done that since 2008, maybe earlier than that. And then she was like, oh, actually, like maybe we can play games together. And then I heard like that comical like doors close sound. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, oh, no. I was like, is she trying to get on the sticks against me in NBA 2K19? What is happening here? And then she was like, oh, maybe we can just get, like, a co-op game. I was like, what co-op game would Call of Duty? These are the moments where... Um, Gut check time. It's. I think it's always nice to, um, like, there are these activities where it's like, oh, it'd be nice, like, if um, maybe, like, we both enjoyed this one activity. Like, that'd be cool. Like, oh, she's a gamer, I'm a gamer. Yeah. And then you kind of realize that's not the case. Like, it's nice yeah. to have a, a together world. In a separate world. Video games was my separate world, but as of last weekend, it's now our world. Decided to buy a game. What game? I, look, I was on Google, like, best games for couples. <laughs> oh, wow. PlayStation 4. <laughs> you are fucked. I know. So fucking washed. And then uh, it was like this game called A Way Out, where you're basically two guys trying to break out of a prison. And it's very, like, simple buttons and stuff. Like, mm. make choices and, like... Right climb things like very rarely you're shooting a gun or anything and she is flummoxed <laughs> she is like you know how like with ps like the ps4 controller the two analog sticks like usually the left one is for like straight moving the right one's for like the camera like viewing right for someone who doesn't play games i can understand that's like it's really tough and it's really throwing her for a loop she was just like staring at a wall and she was like i can't get out of the wall i'm like can you just move the um the right analog to the left Oh my god! Wow, I didn't know there was like this whole other area. I'm like, yeah. it was a tutorial part of the game, so uh, we didn't get out of the tutorial yet. <laughs> uh, we played for about an hour. Um, so I don't know why I'm laughing because it's like we're the fucking losers. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no, I, like how good I am at this shit. Like I'm like at the exit point where she's supposed to be at, and she's like still at point A, but she got it. Like it was nice to see. It was like. I was trying to help. I was like, oh, let me see your controls. I was like, no, I'm going to do it. And I haven't played video games in like a long time. I remember your PS4 was on rest mode for like a while. Months. And I uh, I think my biggest fear is that if I start playing again, you're gonna get. it's like there's like 
three months of my life. Just, you know what I mean? All right. This is the same thing friend Matt said. He's like, who also has a system. I think he has a PS3, but still has a system, a viable system. And I'm like, what's wrong with letting, like, it's a good downtime thing. Like, this time, if I wasn't here and you were just, like, chilling, would have been a great time to play some, play PS4 before Sarah got in. I would probably do weird stuff with it, though. Like, that, not in, like, a weird, like, just, like, I would find a way to create Excel spreadsheets for it. That's what I would do. I mean, if you're playing Madden, you could yeah. definitely. I mean, you've pushed the envelope as far as I think anyone has pushed Madden. Um, things yeah. I've seen you do. <laughs> and there was a period of time where I was doing some weird stuff with Madden. And I think, like, RIP NCAA football. But I think the envelope could have been pushed further than NCAA. I think that we weren't. Like, I played that intensely, and I was trying to push the envelope. I, was, I had Excel spreadsheets for it. I want that game to come out again. I know everyone does. It, would, um, it, was, it was one of the more, like, I almost cried. I, I want think. someone to get that game, like, come out again and be like, your goal is to come up with the most creative offense possible and still <laughs> win a national championship. I mean, the they would probably need to involve at least two, maybe three quarterbacks. <laughs> Three quarterbacks. <laughs> Two of them are playing running back. They're all on the field at the same time. So you need a running back with at least like 62 throw power yeah. and like 64 accuracy. It's this weird hybrid like um, it's like this weird ho- hybrid option slash air raid offense. There would be so many fumbles in this offense where you're like throw yeah. it back and the guy be just fucking, can't catch it. be great. Because his catch is like a 60. Oh, I'm, I'm digging it though. Like my brain is churning. It's like it, I don't want to make it's it. It's like work. you're almost making it like your playbook that you have is like not what you do. Well, it's like completely. You're going completely out of left field. Can I tell you? I did try this to some degree because I found the best recruit. Um, if if any of the old uh, NCAA guys are listening, what's their name? Man's name, Chris Pennington. Uh, he was a six foot six wide receiver quarterback. Oof. Like in high school. Oof. Let me tell you what he was rated when he came out as a freshman. If you put him at wide receiver, he was a 91. Oh, as that's, a freshman. Jesus Christ. If you put him in a quarterback, he was a 90. So I would interchange. So one, there was one play in the Florida offense, because they kept using the Florida offense, that you could throw it back to the wide receiver, and he would throw it across the field. So I would run that play like once a game where I would throw it to Chris Pennington, who was a sub wide receiver. So I was like, if I got the lane, I'm just going to keep running with him. Or he was going to throw it downfield to, like, another stud on the other side of the field. It was a horrible play. It never worked. But <laughs> <laughs> the game wasn't built for that play yet. Yeah. Old video games, like, old football video games, like, trick plays never work. But he was the one. He was the one. He, to... And then it always happened. I know I'm going to turn this into an NCAA football. Everyone thing. wants to hear this, by the way. <laughs> but... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, every time I got, like, a, a transformative recruit, it was always the end of that game cycle. So, like, it was, like, as the NCAA right. football like, this came right. out in July. So, it was, like, the NCAA 12 when I got this Chris Pennington guy. That would happen in, like... And I got in, like, May. And it was, like, oh, new game comes out next month. Let's, Let's just pack this one away. I'm, like, he was... I had four years of this guy. That was at least taking about three months. And I was, like, nope, we got to buy a new game. We need a pack to buy it the day it comes out. That hurts. So, yeah, but if, if any of the mod, or the mod guys are listening... Shed a tear for him. Rufus Perkins, shout out to Tony. Penn State. Rufus Perkins. I've heard, you know, I've heard you talk about this guy. The best this, player he's of a made-up player. Best player of all time. <laughs> what was he, a quarterback? No, running back. 
he had a three, he had two 300 yard rushing games <laughs> in college, two, one against the human, one against the computer. Uh, so it showed his versatility. <laughs> it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't just bad defense by a human. He, I think he ran for like two thousand like seven hundred yards or something <laughs> in like twelve games. It was insane. So, yeah, do the math on it. It was that's a lot. His worst game, I think, he had like one hundred ninety-seven yards, four touchdowns. Hmm. He uh, barely won the Heisman. The game's <laughs> algorithm was all fucked up. <laughs> but, like, we got look at the votes. It was like this random quarterback from like Mid Tennessee State who was like fifty-two touchdowns, like one interception. I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> Why is Mid Tennessee State ranked three? <laughs> Rufus Perkins is putting on like the best running back year. But not to go on a tangent, but yes, we went on a tangent. Should we talk about real football or now? Yes, the Eagles, the Birds, the uh, Nick Foles is. How do you feel about that game? It gave me an icky feeling. I don't know. It felt it felt like destiny at the end. I think I texted you. Oh, now you're definitely going to win the Super Bowl because yeah. that wasn't supposed to happen. No. And the way it ended, it's so depressing for if I'm a Bears fan, that that one hurts. Cuz it was their first time to play in 8 years. Yeah. Like they actually have a good team yep. all around, give or take a couple players, Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, but that was their game to win. Oh yeah. He's like, clearly to the last play. And the double, the double hit. The off double the, doink. Double doink that Chris Collinsworth uh, penned so eloquently. I will but say, but he got tipped. Supposedly got tipped. Which, but can we talk about his reaction, Cody Parkey's reaction? After, it was the sad. Two things he did. What did he do? I don't even remember. After he missed, he pointed at God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. Is it like? Is it the point like where like after you hit a field goal, like you know people just like do the right. Like, Kissed their hand, kissed their finger, and point up. He did that, and then he was in the prayer circle at the end of the game. That'd be a hard prayer circle for me for me to be in. Yeah, and it was like players from both teams that they tend to do. And I'm like, yeah, that's a tough prayer circle to do. Yeah, what are you saying that? I mean, obviously it's quiet, but like the post, the pre and post prayer circle. Like as you're getting into the circle, that's gotta be a weird circle because those circles are always have both teams in them. Yeah, and the still the Eagles are celebrating and like. Man, fuck that. Oh, shit. He's <laughs> oh, here. He's here. Oh, boy. Um, so my thoughts on one thing, being an Eagles fan, it's this is like clearly like the best whatever, like 12-month period ever, essentially. <laughs> um, and it was this weird feeling that went through me where I was like, I think he's going to miss. I would never feel that like four years ago but i'd be like yeah he's clearly gonna make this but now you're the team of destiny it's not even that like i'm like ah oh, we're like the best team it's just like sometimes you just get things to go your way and for some reason in this, this is your time at this moment it is happening to the eagles and it just keeps happening even when they were playing bad this year somehow it just worked yeah. out yep vikings um, stunk it up you guys beat up on the redskins right yeah so now i'm like I, literally we the Eagles going to games, I'm like, yeah, they can win this game. Like, I'm going in the Saints game being like, they're probably going to lose, right? The Saints are better. Like, but, let's not even fucking lie to but, ourselves. But the Saints have looked a little iffy down and, stretch. And the but is what's like, yeah, the Eagles can, I, and I'll say the Eagles can easily win this game. They can. Like, say Alshon Jeffrey goes off for like 120 yards, two touchdowns. Easily. And I, I, I'm still Team Wentz in the sense of Wentz is a better player quarterback a player 
But Nick Foles does like, especially when it comes to games that matter, does not give a fuck. Nope, he's playing with house money. That's all he's doing. And like, he did not play well in the Bears game. No, he actually played pretty but bad. But yeah. the last drive, when it's just like, this is like big moments, and he's just sure. I mean, that's how he got his nickname. Yeah, big dick neck. And like, you know what? He fucking deserves that nickname. Yeah, he like the last drive he was in like. That last pass to Golden Tate, that was a tight pass. That was a like, good pass. And Golden Tate, shout out to him. He just decided to appear. Yeah. You have a very good receiving core. Like, it, on paper. On paper. It's, like, it's not perfect, but yeah. It but is. like, up top to bottom. like Alshon, Ertz. But, like, start with Sproles. Right. Like, one of the, obviously, he's, like, 52 years old now. But one of the best receiving backs, Alshon, who, you know, give her t- say what you want about him. Still big guy. Yeah. Ertz. Arguably best tight end, him and Kelsey. Uh, Aguilar, who's... He's, like, quietly he's, decent. Yeah, and Golden Tate, who, you know, no slouch. He's been productive the past few years. So, I don't know. I think this is... And the Saints' defense, like, they get to the quarterback, but they're not very good in the secondary. You never know. It, like, whenever you play in New Orleans, it's tough. And, like, if if yeah. I were... If I were betting on money, I would never be like, yeah, let's take the Eagles. Like, that's stupid. But they just... There's something weird about this team that just keeps finding ways to just get there. I'm really, what I'm really hoping for is I, I want the Cowboys to win. So you can, oh, I want that, that would be NFC Championship game so bad. That would be. I mean, I'm rooting for you guys because kind of fuck the Cowboys, fuck Jerry Jones, but because if, and I'm glad it would be in Dallas because it'd just be perfect. And you just break their hearts because they them. lost twice this year to the to the Cowboys, and I'm like, I am. Very convinced that if they were to go to Dallas, they just kick the shit out of them. So this is this is your pre-Super Bowl game. Well, it makes you feel better. Like not all Philly sports are awesome right now. <laughs> that that is a, the uh, Sixers are like going through like a, wait, wait wait. Did I, I I hope thankfully I was sitting down when I heard this, but did I hear that Jimmy Butler was was causing causing, causing issues a in the locker room? Weird. Huh. This was like again my big and like it took me about three three games for me to be like, yeah, that trade was worth it. Like, fuck, this is awesome. And, and now I'm like fuck Jimmy Butler. He clearly sucks. Like he clearly is a sh- pain in the ass. He's not a good human. I'm not say- necessarily saying he's not a good human. Like that's a bold statement. But Well, I mean, I'm not saying he you know pollutes and you know not takes kids candy, but I'm saying he's kind of a dick in his he's, profession. He's just a dick. In his profession, like it's a job. It's social it's most of basketball is a socialization experiment. He's, Chemistry. He's clearly a dick. He did he like call Brett Brown a bitch? Something weird. <laughs> he's calling everyone a bitch. So we'll see what happens. How many people has he called a bitch in the last twelve months? I think he's gonna have to eventually realize maybe he's the bitch. Is he's that, who, who's gonna tell him that? He's clearly not good enough to do this. No. He someone brought up stats. He's he's basically like prime Michael Finley. <laughs> Someone yeah. brought it up, like the exact numbers. Hey, Michael Finley was pretty good. Michael Finley was dope, but like but Michael nope. Finley wasn't causing a goddamn ruckus. He wasn't a best player in the league. Can, no. we t- can we talk about Jimmy Butler too? Like it all started last year in an All Star game. Well, it started in Chicago, but well, you like he was like you know people were complaining and like people were like I really wanted to make the All Star team. He gets the All Star game, gets too drunk and doesn't play. Did that actually happen? He didn't play. You know, he was there on the bench, hung over as hell, and he apparently just went out hard. And he just didn't play. And it was like someone like I forget like Brad Beal or maybe he made it, but someone else was like, "Man, we'll love to be in that game." 
It yeah. was for some people. I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler fan. I wasn't before, and then he was on the Sixers, and he's still on the Sixers, obviously. Um, I mean, the talk that you're hearing now within Sixers circles is like, what do we do with Ben Simmons? And I'm like, this is stupid. This is the dumbest <laughs> argument. Yeah, prioritize Ben. Prioritize Ben. Embiid, obviously. Right. Fuck Jimmy. If he walks this year, offseason, great. Yeah. We gave up. We really didn't even like, we gave up Covington because Dario was already free agent. Yeah. So you lost. I mean, Covington's been playing well. Yeah. But not like, not like, water. oh my God. What did we do? Right. It's who, not the end of the world. Who are you more worried about? Markel Fultz or Jimmy Butler? I've already seen Markel Fultz as a sunk cost. Like okay. That's gone. Damn. Damn. He said he's coming back. Yeah, great. <laughs> that's what? And, like, I think at the end of the day, and, like, this is, like, I'm optimistic as an Eagles fan and sort of pessimistic as a Sixers fan, and I think what's going to end up happening with the Sixers team is maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's this team is going to be, like, they're always going to be pretty good. They're going to be, like, those late 2000s Atlanta Hawks team, but, like, a little bit better. They're going to definitely be better than that team. Perpetual four seed? Perpetual three, two seed, make it to the Eastern Conference Finals maybe a couple years, probably not make it to the finals. Damn. And then it's going to blow up. Like, Simmons is going to go somewhere, and then Embiid's going to want out, and they're going to trade Embiid. And all this could have been stopped if instead of like if Fultz worked out like it was three three people like on the team and they all got drafted or and they all like worked like it all took, worked if you took Tatum if I took if yeah I don't know why if I, I like if <laughs> if the Sixers took Tatum so that is like if I have to see through a crystal ball I see this ending and this is like kind of a fucked up way to look at it because like they're a really good team and there's no signs of like decay besides Jimmy Butler being a dick um but Bede's playing so well too right like giving MVP type numbers yeah and Simmons is literally having the same season he had last year I think Simmons is having a perfectly fine year the only thing is like some like smart teams know how to like defend him well Celtics um and he's gonna like he's gonna have to learn how to shoot. This isn't like I realize this isn't like he should figure out he's just right-handed. That'd be a good start. Yeah, probably. He's a lefty. I mean, he's a righty playing pretending to be a lefty. I don't know though. I I still love Ben Simmons, and I I have a I have a friend who wanted to bet me. He threw the like it was one of those bets where he didn't want to bet me. <laughs> He's like, I'll bet you $5,000. I'm like, all right, well, clearly you and I are not betting <laughs> yeah. this. Where he's like, because I was like, I think in five years, Ben Simmons is the better pro than Joel Embiid. Did his name start with I? Yes. Okay. Just wanted yes. to verify. Shout out to our uh, only... Ian Hopkins. Only reviewer. Um, he is big on board on the trade Ben Simmons now. Yeah. Oh. And I, we get in... Every time we talk to each other, we get in battles. I was down in Philadelphia a few weeks ago for Christmas, and trade Ben Simmons it's just like like it almost puts like we spend a good 40 minutes of the night talking about it and it's like we've just wasted our time <laughs> time to you know everyone's get together right everyone's again. getting together let's like hang out you and like him and I are just like out in the corner like screaming <laughs> just bitching about Ben Simmons okay, that's what I imagine Philadelphia at like 1 25 a.m. is on every like weekend night yeah and every street corner yeah is like to you know 
or late 20, early 30s guys screaming about Ben Simmons. It's definitely a lot of, like, it's obviously an Eagles town, but I'm realizing how many, like, Sixers are clearly, like, a big team there. And it's, I think it gets the most, uh, like, the Eagles get the most talk, but the Sixers get the most just, like, three people having, like, a two and a half hour conversation <laughs> about like here's what we should do <laughs> trade Simmons so like Muscala like Jesus <laughs> Christ <laughs> how can we get the most out of Wilson Chandler he's not even getting the good spots but uh no I agree uh I think you guys are I mean at least you're in a spot where hey one team is trending very upwards right now and what depends what happens Sunday but things are looking good in Eagles land and Hey, Jimmy may just get his act together. How much Eagles shit talk did I just do? Like, no, it wasn't bad. Okay. No, you're not. I, I said you're like early stage Patriots fan. But yeah. Still like new and like, hey, you guys kind of deserve this. Like, this we did go not, nine and seven this year, so it's not like the team was that good. No, you weren't world beaters. So, and it's not looking good on Sunday. I'll, I'll no. be clear. With oh you. my god. So it's not like you guys are just like, oh, we we'll sleepwalked to this game. It'll be whatever. No, you're you're nervous. So, we'll see. All right. All right. Uh, Congrats on getting married again. Thank you. Um, the sound you're hearing on the mic is that's me smacking my ring on it because I have a wedding ring now. And uh, they're they're fun, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I like what they mean. I don't like physically wearing it. But I love my wife. I'm happy to be married. I am thrilled to be on the pod post-marriage. Who would have thought I would we'd still be podcasting? With one of us married. I think most people are like mad at us about it, but it's fine. You mean chicks? No, not chicks. I think more like mainly our significant others are like, why are you still doing this? So technically chicks. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Chicks. All right. Yeah. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.